And he says, wait a minute. Amen. 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 And we want to make sure we get everything uh, in its proper place and get things set up because God has a word for us today. And uh, we want to deliver what God has said to us. Amen. So we want to make sure we, uh, <clears throat> we, are, we are ready. Okay. Audio, video, five, four, three, two. One and we are live, amen. Uh, this morning we like to invite your attention to the book of Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians is where we want to begin <clears throat> this morning. Second Corinthians chapter, I believe we're in chapter four. Second Corinthians chapter number four is where we're going to begin uh, this morning with the Word of God, amen. So how am excited about being in the presence of the Lord, amen. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit because he doesn't take a vacation or nothing. <clears throat> I think, well, I might take a vacation. He don't take one. And I'm grateful for that. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number four. And we're going to begin reading at verse number seven. Verse number seven. <clears throat> verse number seven in Second Corinthians chapter number four reads, But we have this treasure. In earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We ask now, Holy Spirit, that you will come and you will completely take over. We give you right away and we just ask right now in the name of Jesus. That Father God, you allow me to decrease and your spirit will increase. Stretch out in me, Lord, and release your word. Open up the windows of heaven, God, and allow your spirit to dwell among us and rest in us and set upon us, Father. And we bless your name for it, Father God. We ask now, Holy Master, that you would just hide me behind the cross. Let none of me be shown but all of you. For God, you are an awesome God. We are so blessed to be a part of the family of the family of God. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Dealing with 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. And the, the title changed two or three times. And so I have to settle on what the Lord finally said. Amen. So we're going to talk about the deposit. Uh, the deposit. Coming from uh, verse number 7, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Uh, verse 7 says, but we have this what? Treasure. Now, when we look up the word treasure in the, in the Greek meaning, that word treasure there, it means deposit. Remember the title of the message is deposit. In these old earthling vessels of ours... Here, we have a deposit, and we have to, to recognize and know and understand how awesome that deposit is and what the deposit does. It says, we have this deposit in earthling vessels. Now, just, just think about it. Think about it. Now, when it comes down, if you're going to put your money in a bank, right, you want to make sure that that bank is secure, Right? You want to make sure that you can entrust your money in the bank, right? You want to make sure whether you got goods or whether they got bonds or any type of certificate. You want to make sure that bank will safeguard your deposit, right? 
So think about the deposit that God has placed in these old earthling vessels. Now think about that. When you really think about these, the earthling vessels that God would put a deposit in, he has deposited himself. I mean, and, and, and there's so much in, in him that he has placed in us. But sometimes I think the body of Christ do not really recognize and can comprehend the power that has been deposited on the inside. So I, 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 when I looked at this thing, I said, now God, I don't quite get it. I, I, I said to the Lord, I said, God, I don't quite get it. Now, something as valuable as that deposit that he placed on the inside of us, why would he put it in the earthling vessel? Think about it. We are that earthling vessel. But you're talking about a, a vessel that's sinful. You're talking a vessel about a vessel that will decay. <laughs> you're talking, we're talking about a vessel that's frail, a, a vessel that's weak. But yet, God, you know, he would make that deposit. He would put that treasure on the inside of us. Think about it. Think, think about it. In each one of us, each one of us, there has been a deposit placed in us. Y'all no, know us. Do we not know us? Us is crazy sometimes, right? But yet God would put that deposit, that treasure on the inside of us. I, when, when, when I looked at that, and I was like, God, wait a minute, why would you do that? I mean, anybody can break into this. You know, Satan, Satan always breaks into our earthly vessels. He breaks in. But God chose to put his treasure on the inside of us. To me, that, that, that's amazing. Because if I'm going to choose a bank, rest assured, I'm going to make sure they're going to save God my money. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going to put my money in something I know they're not going to protect my money. But so it's the same way with that deposit that God has placed on the inside of us. So we're talking about this, this deposit. Because God said, bring my people to where they can understand what they have on the inside. And how valuable it is that we have, we're carrying on the inside. Now, let's look at Proverbs chapter number 15. I believe we're going we're gonna to walk a little bit. Proverbs chapter number 15. Proverbs chapter number 15. I think that's where we want to go. Proverbs chapter number 15. And we're going to look at verse number 6. Proverbs chapter 15, verse number 6. We're talking about the deposit. Talking about that treasure that has been placed in these old earthly vessels. Amen. Now, Proverbs chapter number 15 uh, beginning at verse number six. <clears throat> verse six says, in this what? In this house. Now the word house that means temple. Talk about us. In this temple of the righteous is a what? It, much treasure. In this temple, the righteous now, the, those that are righteous, God says there is much treasure. There's much he has deposited. That there's much. But then look what he says here. In other words, <clears throat> thank you, Holy Spirit. God says, you got such an abundance on the inside of you. All we got to do is tap in uh, to that divine supply uh, on the inside. Because there is so much in, on the inside of us. So in, in the righteous now, God says, you have an abundance. You, 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 you have a, a, a much uh, treasure there. But then he says, but the revenues of the wicked is what? Trouble. Are y'all there? 
Proverbs chapter number 15, verse number 6. I looked at that and I saw a comparison. I said, now, he said with the righteous, we have treasure. And that treasure, God says, it's in abundance. But then he said the wicked just got revenue. <laughs> so when I looked at the word revenue, he said they got a little bit of money. But whatever they got, it's going to bring them trouble. Why? Because they don't have God. Amen. You know, I think the, the Bible says a fool and his money will soon depart. So that means that's that trouble because he's a fool, right? <laughs> you know, he don't know how to handle it. Amen. But here he makes a distinction between being righteous and then those that are unrighteous because he calls them the, the, the wicked. And I'm like, God, I, I want, I want, I don't know about y'all, but I want, and that I want to be able to tap into that deposit that God has placed on the inside because see, not only is it wealth, there's health, you know, there's peace, there's prosperity. There's a whole lot of stuff that's God. God has deposited on the inside of us. So then he says, now, let's go to Psalms chapter number 8. Psalms 8. Psalms 8. Psalms chapter number 8. Let's look at Psalms. We're just going to kind of walk through this morning. Psalms chapter number 8. Psalms 8. Psalms 8. Psalms chapter number 8. Psalms chapter number 8. And we're going to begin reading at verse number three because we got to also think about the earthly vessels because we are that earthly vessel. You know, the temple that God has made that deposit on the inside of us. Now, to hear the summer says in uh, Psalms chapter number eight, verse number three, it says, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man, tell me that earthen vessel, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou would visit him? So the psalmist is saying here, he's now, when I, when I think about it, when I consider uh, what God has done, when I consider the moon and the, and the stars which can be seen, you know, when we step out, we can see in, in the, the, the bodily universe, we can see the, the creation. We can see the stars and, and we can see that moon and sun. And, and God goes on, he talks about how they have been ordained. You know, the stars know when to come up, right? And, and then not only that, but the moon knows when it's supposed to show up too. You know, it, it's, it's an obedience. But, and then when sometimes, and I thought about, I thought about the rainbow, you know, the colors, how God can put that thing together. I mean, how he can just, you know, in one place you can see double rainbows, you know, and my, my daughter always calls, she said, Mama, we got a double rainbow right in front of our house, you know, and when you really begin to look at the creation of God, and you look at man, you're like, my God, think about it, this, this earth, but he chose, he chose to put his treasure on the inside of us, that, to me, that, that's powerful, that's awesome, I mean, I'm like, God, I'm, it's, it's like when I, when I laid back and I, I listened to the Holy Spirit and listened to the Lord, I said, God, when I look around and, and I see what you're doing and how everything knows when to come up and when to come, when to uh, arise and when to go down and how the oceans, they know when to be released. You know, that's, there's a, a boundary even around the seas, the oceans. They can only be released beyond that when God speaks to it. Because it's been ordained to have a set place. And I said, Lord, Lord, when, when I think about, when I think about 
how awesome and how powerful and, and the way you have created things. And even now, you know, a few months ago or maybe a month ago, how the leaves begin to change. You know what I'm saying? And, and all the different colors. And sometimes you can walk past and you, you see a, a whole row of trees and you might see some solid green and you might see some, some burnt orange and you, you know, you can see some red and all kind of uh, uh, colors. And guys, I'm just displaying myself. He said, if you just, just take the time, I hear you, Holy Spirit. If you just take the time to look at me as you're on your busy way. Amen. Because, see, sometimes we're so busy, we don't take the time to see the creation of God. And, see, when we see the creation of God and what God is doing in his universe, and then we look at us. <laughs> we look at us, and we come to realize that he put this treasure in me. He put that treasure in you. He made up that deposit in you. Then here he goes and he says, uh, verse 4, What is man that thou art mindful, or he remembers him, and the son of man that thou would even visit him? You know, uh, it's like this too. Uh, not only do we see the bodily universe when we see the stars, the sun, and the moon, and everything else around it, the trees. He said, but by faith, I let you see the heavens of the heavens. And you can only see it by faith. See, everybody can't see heaven. <laughs> everybody can't see it. You know, but by faith, you can see the heavens of heavens. You know, and by faith, you can see the throne room. You know, see, when you go and praise and, oh my God, when you go and worship and you spend that time with God, you know, I mean, you can see this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I was in, 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 in fellowship with Lord one morning and all of a sudden I'm, I, it's like I had a third eye. I don't know if y'all can understand that. It's like I had a third eye and that third eye, it was seeing, I saw this energy on the outside of me. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, it is just so much. It's the, the heavens of the heavens, you know. It's just so much there. God said, but you can only experience it by faith. <laughs> if you don't have the faith, you can, you'll never see it. See, heaven is really on the inside of you, too. <laughs> you know, so sometimes we got to steal away, amen, and, and see what God has on the inside of us. Now, let's go to Job chapter number 7. Let's go to Job. Let's go to Job chapter number 7. Let's look, look a little bit further. Uh, Job chapter number 7. Amen. You're talking about this deposit. Job chapter number 7. Job chapter number 7. Job chapter number 7. <clears throat> now still talking about man. These old earthly vessels. And talking about this deposit that, that God had placed on the inside of us. Amen. In the body of Christ. Now Job chapter number 7 verse number 17. It says. Here Job is talking. He says. What is man that thou should have magnified him? In other words, what is it about man that God would promote us? What is it about man that he would nourish us, that he would advance us on, he would enlarge, to magnify, to bring attention to? You know, man, we're talking about somebody that's frail, you know, decaying, you know, uh, sinful, corrupt, evil. I'm talking about mankind. But yet God would put his treasure on the inside of man. You know, it, it, it blows me really away when I think about what God himself has placed on the inside of me, on the inside of you. And then it says, what is man that thou should have magnified him and that thou should have set thine heart upon him and that thou should have visited him every morning and try him 
every moment. Look at that. Look at that. Look how powerful that is. Not only does he magnify us, but what he does, he gives us a visit every morning. He shows up every morning. He shows up. You know, we, we, we're lying, we're resting in our sleep. We, 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 we're in a place of, uh, 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 in a place where we're just laying there and we, we don't even realize we're there. But every morning he comes and he touches us and he wakes us up. He wakes up our mind. You know, just think about he got so much care uh, about us, about mankind. But then he goes on and say, not only does he visit us every morning and even in the time of our breakthrough, but then he says, and try him every moment. Now, you know what that word try mean? That word try mean he tests us. <laughs> he examines us. He examines our motive, you know. He, he proves us. See, that's what that word try means, you know. Then what is he proving? What is he testing? What is he examining? He is examining our mind, our works, our thoughts, our hearts, and our ways. He, God tries us. He examines us. In other words, I heard the Lord says, uh, uh, with him, there is no intermission. You know how we take a break sometimes? You, know, you go to the movie or you go to some, some type of uh, 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 theater production, and then they have a break, you know, intermission break. But with him, with God, there is no intermission. He's on our case all the time. So we wonder why we're going through what we're going through. It's because God's on our case. That's why. He, he's, the word of God says, that's, well, really, that's how much he loves us. And that's the reason why. He does what he does. That's the reason why he tries us. He tests us. You know, he, he makes sure he needs to check out in us what's in us so we can see what's in us. And then he has to work on us through trials and, and tribulations to get that stuff out of us. Amen. But he still got that deposit in old, in old crazy us. Can I say that? In, in old, anybody been crazy beside me? You know, some of us think we're so holy now, you know, that we never, yeah, and some of us still crazy. Amen. You know, you, know, you might as well get real in the house. We ain't got it all together. You know, well, one person may have a problem. We got one too. You know, so, so that's why he has to try us. That's why he has to test us. You know, he has to test our motive. Why do you do what you do? You know, is it for you or is it for my glory? See, that, that's, what, that's the reason why God said, I got to prove and let you see like he did with the children of Israel coming out of Israel. He said, I had to prove to you what was in you. That's why I let you go hungry. See, sometimes God will see whether or not we're going to still praise him when we die or when we're up. See, that's where the trials and the tribulations come. But if you can't praise God and give him thanks, and I think my devotion this morning was saying about acceptance and gratitude, I don't care what you're going through, if we learn to be grateful, you don't know how to open up the windows of heaven. Because you're telling God, I thank you no matter what the situation and the circumstances are. See, this is what's all about. And just think about that deposit on the inside of you. I mean, that's powerful. Because I got to tell you. He said, I got to train. He said, I got a responsibility. The reason why I'm trying you. I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me shut. Oh, thank you. Let me slow down, Brenda. I'm getting excited. Amen. Because, see, a lot of times when we go through trials and tribulations, we, 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 we talk junk. We get upset. We get mad. But if we recognize the fact why we're going through this, God said, I'm trying to get you ready. Oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. I'm trying to get you ready to meet the soon coming king. I got to get you ready. And trials and tribulations seem like the only thing that will wake us up. Amen. 
So God said, I got to do this. He said, I got to let you check you out so you can see what's really going on on the inside of you. He said, why? Because I deposited some great value in you. I deposited something in you. So God, then I got to thinking about that thing. I said, well, God, why do you give us so much attention? Why do you give man so much attention that you won't take a break on us? You know how it is when we're really going through this? I wish I could have a break from all these trials and all these tribulations and everything I'm going through. Well, see, God don't take no intermission because he knows what he got to do. And he knows why he has to do what he has to do. Now, let's look at Colossians chapter number one. God says to me, and in my study, he says, Christ, Christ has a responsibility. This is why he, he takes us through what he's taken us through. Because he has a responsibility too. Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one. Colossians, I think that's where we want to go. Colossians chapter number one. Christ has a responsibility in, 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 in us. He has a responsibility. God has a reason for allowing his son to do what he does. Amen. Because see, he didn't make a deposit now. Now, Colossians chapter number one. Are we there? Okay, let's begin reading at verse number. I guess I'm going to start reading at verse number 17. I'm going to read this down. Verse 17. It says, And he is before all things, talking about Christ, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Verse 19 says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Stay with me. Now, verse 20 says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. See, there has to be a reconciliation. Because, see, the first Adam messed up. And so the second Adam, who is Christ, uh, he had to come back and restore all of this. Because the first Adam, he messed up. Okay? Now, and verse number 21 says, well, look at this. Verse 21. Remember now, Christ has a responsibility. Okay? Now, the reason why we go through what we go through, all the trying he does, all the testing and all that, you know. Here, verse 21 says, and you that were sometime, what? Alienated and what? Enemies. So we won't ever forget that one, at one point, and sometimes we still are. Alienated from the cross and can, become, and can become enemies to God, okay? And you that were sometime alienated and enemies, uh-oh, in your prayer, in your mind, the mind is a dangerous thing. In your mind. By what kind of works? By wicked works. Okay? Wicked works. See, them wicked works goes on here in the mind. <laughs> Those wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. Verse 22 says, In the body of his flesh through death. Here it is. Here it is. Christ's responsibility to mankind. This is why he does what he does. To present you what? holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So Christ's responsibility when it comes down to these earthly vessels, I mean, there comes a day when there's, there's the coronation. <laughs> the coronation. You know, you know when, when, when we all array ourselves, you know, the, right there before the, before the Father, before the Godhead. Now, it's Christ's responsibility to present us, it says, holy 
to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. See, when we enter in that coronation, y'all remember that text when it talks about when uh, 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 Jesus was there and uh, uh, they had these people there at the wedding. And this man was there with the, uh, he asked him, you know, that garment, he didn't have on a wedding garment. So, so Jesus had to check him out. See, see, he had not been proved. He had not been tested. He showed up and he wasn't supposed to have been there because he wasn't properly attired in that holiness, you know. And see, it's through the blood of Jesus Christ. He, he, he makes us unblameable. It's only through his blood. So therefore, we need to understand because our father is holy. It says if the lump is holy, then the root is holy. So we need to make sure that we're holy. We, we, we need to make sure that we're allowing God to do in us what he wants to do. Amen. Because Christ has a responsibility that in the coronation to present us before the Father. To present us before the Father. That's his responsibility. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter number 2. And we almost, we're almost done. Hebrews chapter number 2. Talking about uh, Christ's responsibility toward mankind. You know, these old earthly vessels that he would make de deposit his treasure on the inside of us. You know, that deposit is a powerful thing. And we can just grab hope. Just like I, I go back to again, I think I said last Sunday, when Sister Annie said to Dr. Manor, when he's talking to her about where she was parking outside, she said, you know, she was royalty. <laughs> you know, so she was given that right, you know. So, so God has to make sure that he presents royalty before the Father. And then, of course, Dr. Manor said, you, you can't block the other royalty, you know. So he, he included everybody, okay. So, so Christ's responsibility is to present us, you know, to present the a royalty. And we are royalty. A lot of times we can't understand that we are royalty. We're so quick to take on the negative of who Satan say we are or who the world say we are, but we won't take on what God says. God said we're kings and priests. He said we're royalty. See, we we gotta start walking around here, you know, not snobbish, but understanding who, knowing who we are. Amen. We are royalty. Amen. That's who we are. Amen. And our Father is going to present us to the King. Now, Hebrews chapter number one, looking at verse number five. Hebrews chapter number one, looking at verse number five. Are we there? Are we learning anything? Amen. Praise God. Amen. That deposit, talking about the deposit, the treasure that's on the inside of these earthly vessels. If, you, if we thought about it, and we, if we, we, um, Allow our minds to really think about or comprehend how many of us would risk our valuables in some of us. Think about it now. Think about it. How many of us would take what's so valuable and put it in the hands of us or in the body of Christ? Think about it now. If you, if you, you would say scared, right? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. But think about it now. See, see, see we, we got reservations, right? We got reservations because we know us, right? We, we got reservations. But Christ knows us too. But yet he put the deposit in us. Is that not powerful? See, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. You, we may not trust one another, but he trusts us to be able to put something so valuable as himself on the inside of us. I call that powerful. And I am grateful today that he looked on these old frail, decaying, sinful, corrupt, Evil, wrong spirit, wrong heart, all that mess in us. But yet he said, wait a minute, let me, let me put me in you. He put himself in us. 
and everything that attaches to him is in us. I mean, God dropped this in me. He said, this is what God dropped. He says, all that I am, all that I have, he said, I put it in you. And thank you. You don't want to say thank you. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but hallelujah to me. Amen. I'm thankful and I'm grateful that when he, when he made that deposit, he stepped in himself. He says, he and his father took a bold, is what the word says, in me. You know, you got to speak for yourself. But when he did that, everything that he is, everything that he has, the cow on a thousand hills, amen, it showed up in me. It's right here. Amen. It's a part of the treasure. Amen. Hey, you better know what you got. You got, I mean, I'm just, whoa, God, thank you. Now, watch this. Watch this. I'm excited. Okay. Hebrews chapter number one, verse number five. Okay. Verse five says, for unto the angels are we there. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. See, now there's a world to come, but he didn't give it to the angels. The one that's sitting up behind, holy, 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 holy. He put it, he's going to allow us, us, these old earthly vessels, to, to be able to, to rule over that new world. That, that's awesome. That, that's awesome. You know, he said, I, I, I didn't trust us to the angels. I didn't entrust this to them. But look at verse number 6. Verse 6 says, But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visited him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Now, when you look at Hebrews, I mean, when you look at Psalms chapter number 8, when he talks about him being lower than the angels, that, that word, their angels, it means Elohim. Elohim means God. God created us, mankind, a little lower than himself. But what happened when Adam fell, he, we, we, we got demoted. But when Christ got on, came on the scene, we got promoted. We got right back to our rightful state. Amen. So he said, I couldn't entrust that with the angels, but, but I'll talk about this thing, man, 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 man. Verse 7 says, says thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crowned him with glory and honor and did set him over the what? The works of thy hands. God has given man the dominion over the works of his hand. Everything that he has, everything that he is, God said, I'm going to put man over it. I'm going to put mankind over it. I'm going to put man over it. You don't see the responsibility God has given us. He said, I'm going to put man over this. I'm going to put man over this. And I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Then he goes on and say, he says, uh, thou has put all things in subject unto his, under his feet. For in that he put all in subjections under him. But he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. There's something else that's not put under mankind. Okay, there's something, there's one more thing that has not been put upon mankind. That's not subject to man. Okay, verse 9 says, but we see Jesus. Okay, Jesus, the power and the wisdom of God, who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for Every man. So God said, I put everything under man's control. I, I put everything under man's control. But Jesus Christ is not under your control. He, you know, he, he's the head. You know, he, he, he's the firstborn of the day. You know, he's the beginning. He's Alpha and Omega. Amen? But Christ is not subject to us. Sometimes, and see, that's, that's the part 
we need to learn and understand is the fact that so often man put man in the place of God. You can't do that. That's a dangerous thing. See, Jesus is not subject to man. We're subject to him. So we cannot get those things out of place. We can't do that. But then verse number 10 says, For it became him for whom all, all things and by whom are all things and bringing, here it is, Christ's responsibility, and bringing many what? Sons well unto glory. See, that's Christ's responsibility. He has to bring many sons, the, the builders of the family name of God. He has to bring the many sons unto glory. Un holy, unblameable, unreprovable. See, that's Christ's responsibility. So that's why he does what he does in us. Amen. So when we want God to stop, you know, whooping us, you know, you know, you know putting, putting the belt on us and, you know, squeezing us or whatever he does with the trials, we got to understand you don't want to, you don't want to cause abort. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You don't want to abort that, that process. And the reason why is because Christ is doing something in us so he can present us to the Father. Amen. So he wants to present us to the Father. Then he bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. He had to suffer, so do we have to suffer. Now, let's go back to Psalms, Psalms chapter 8. Let's go back to Psalms 8, and we will be finished. Psalms 8, Psalms 8, um, chapter number 8, verse number 5. Going back to Psalms 8. Psalms 8, going back there. Talking about this deposit. Psalms chapter number 8, verse number 5. Are we there? Verse 5 says, For thou hast, talking about man, mankind, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now that word there, angels, means Elohim. Meaning he's made us a little lower than God. Okay? Now, he says he made him a little lower than angels and have crowned him with glory and honor. Why in the world? Now how many of us would crown somebody and we know they jacked up? With honor and think about it now. Be real. Christ Himself, I mean, this is what God did. He says He 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 made us a little lower than Himself. He has crowned Him with glory and honor. And He knew we were jacked up. But He's crowned us with glory and honor. It's amazing. And these old frail bodies, these old sinful, corrupt, um, evil, destructive bodies, He would do that. You know, he would crown us. You know, that's part of that royalty. Amen. You know, giving us that glory, you know. And see, sometimes we can lose our glory. Because God put that glory there. And verse 6 says, Thou made him to have what? Dominion over the works of thy hands. God gave us dominion, authority over, over the works of his hands. Then he says, Thou hast put all things under his feet. Talking about, you know, mankind. I mean, that earthly vessel. Because, see, that's who mankind is. But he's put all things under his feet. Now, I'm going to give you something that's going to blow your mind and we're done. Let's go to Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Yeah. We're talking about the deposit. Deposit. The deposit. Psalms 115. Let's get there. Psalms 115. How are we there? Psalms 115. Look at verse number 16. 
This is how much God loves man and cares about mankind. Verse 16 says, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, right? But the earth hath he what? So he has given the earth to the children of men. Now, is that not powerful? Do you not know what we possess? You know, he says, the heaven of heavens belongs to him. He said, but all this earth, he said, I have given it to the children of men. Is that what he said? To the children, given, given, given. In other words, you didn't pay for it. He gave it to you. I heard you, and we abused it. That's right, that's right. We, think, what, what, a, what a magnificent God we serve. That he would give us this, and when you look at what we man have kind has done to it, because I didn't give you the, I gave you the earth. The, the one to say says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Then he turns around and he says, but I didn't give it to you. I've given it to you. So, and as sister says, we mankind has abused what God has given us. Not only the earth, but the treasure, the deposit that's on the inside. But the message God wants us to take away today is, Think about the treasure on the inside of you. Think about it. Tap into that treasure. Tap into it. Because you're talking about, let me tell you about some abundance. And I'm, I'm, I'm finished with that. I'm going to talk about how, how God is really, really, really blessed. Talk about abundance. You know that scripture. And I told this to somebody the other day when we were discussing things that was happening. You know, when, he's talk, when he talks about, and I think it's in Malachi, when he talks about the rebuke of the devour and you know, he was talking about giving, you know, and, and he talks about, I will uh, pull you out a, 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 that's like a single blessing, blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Every day I've been having to go to the warehouse. Every day. I skipped one day because that man was tired. And he just didn't feel like it. So I just, he went to the doctor. So, you know, I had to skip that day. We cannot, we cannot. We're at a place wherein, because there's some other ministries that we've come together, okay, to, to do this work that, because it's so big, it's so, it's so vast, it's so abundant, we can't do it by ourselves. So other ministries have come in, are involved. There is so much stuff, before we can get stuff shipped out to help somebody else that has a greater need than us, I better, I better fix that. Because sometimes we say, well, why, why can't we get that? Well, you going up there where them poor people are. They don't have a job. Everything shut down. Don't have nothing to eat. You know, then trade places with them and they'll be glad to come stay where you are. Because see, they don't even have jobs and you do. Some of us just don't want work too. But see, they have a desire to work. But everything is shut down. So, I mean, when you start calling folk who want, want food to eat and willing to accept whatever they're saying, you know, that's how blessed we are and just don't know it. But so much stuff is coming through, we can't even keep up. Before one thing is gone, here come another truck. I'm like, where did this stuff come from? What? Just go, it's, it's just like a child on Christmas. Everything that you would even think you would need is there. And my pole of that, I, I, I found some pain cream, and I, I, had, to, I had to take a bath. <laughs> I had to do my bath. But it's God's work. We're talking about Oh, blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. You see, we can't take credit for this. All this is God's doing. 
All of it is God's doing. God has connected this ministry with some people. I mean, it is phenomenal. You may not see it, but let me tell you, you're reaping some of the goods they got. The word says, you know, there are houses that you didn't build. He's talking about these houses that you didn't build. Vineyards that you didn't plant. A lot of the stuff you're receiving, you didn't pay for it. I mean, it's free. You understand? Know I mean, I'm like, when I see stuff, you know, I'm like, oh, I believe somebody in church uses it. All of a sudden, I got people in my mind, you know, these are the church. Oh, they could use this. They could use this. They, I ain't stupid now. You know, when I'm going through, I know what to get for the, for the church family. You know what I'm saying? You know, they don't send out everything. But I also know what we need too. But just think about it. We don't ever know. But I mean, God is just so, he is, he is flooding. I mean, he's flooding. Window, a blessing. It's beyond comprehension. It's beyond it. I, I, I took Laverne with me one, 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 one day. I mean, but we didn't even get a scratch. And, and you know, just, just didn't, didn't get but very little done. And we just still consumed. Got school supplies for next year, y'all. School supplies for next year. And I ain't talking about no $10 bag like we can't afford that we used to be buying. I'm talking about $25 book bags. I'm talking about the good stuff. You know, God, God knows what he's doing. Everything that's needed, everything, everything is already there. Everything. When it comes down to the school, it's already there. God is an awesome God. Don't tell me my God won't provide. If you live right, if you trust him, and if you repent when you don't live right, and you get on the right track, God will take care of his children. He is not a God that will not take care of his children. He knows what your needs are. He knows what my needs are. And he looked way down the road. He, looked, he knows you were pregnant. And he knows you need them, them, them prenatal vitamins. He knew that. But you know, oh, yes, she can use that. That's a, a dollar earned is a dollar saved. A dollar earned is a dollar saved. So whatever you was going to spend out on something else, you save that dollar. Because God's already providing for you. You know, God is good. And let's think about that deposit. Now, I'm, we're done through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 Don't lose sight of the deposit on the inside of you. Don't lose sight of that. Get excited about God. Get excited about our Father. I tell you, I'm just... I told y'all last week, I get mad when I get interrupted. Don't get my time with the Lord now. You know, so I kind of designate that time. And I get convicted when I, LJ said, yeah. He's trying to tell us, us folks is something. Amen. Amen. He's trying to tell us folks is something. Amen. Never get so busy we don't have time for God. Amen. Amen. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thank you, Lord. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. For his word. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Well, thankful and grateful. How many people would like to have CDs? <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> One, two, three with Ricky. Four with me. Five. Six with six <clears throat> for Miss Phyllis. Six CDs. Amen. Six CDs. Chair. Make sure you, you stay behind and, <clears throat> and make sure you get your CDs. Laverne is out of town and uh, visiting her, her um, son in Florence. So y'all pray. That she have a safe journey back. Uh, she had a flat time. <clears throat> I called her last night. I said, I want to know that you make, make it down there safely. 